The Daily Perspective is recorded live on stereo. All guests are selected at random and the conversation is never scripted. Guests are never censored, so parental guidance is advised. Enjoy the episode and don't forget to subscribe. I was born for his service. He filled me with purpose. Take your time while you worship him. I'm unplugged from the matrix. Believe without seeing, I'm plugged into the matrix. The Daily Perspective. Welcome to the Daily Perspective. I'm your host, Mr. Daily. Want to shout out everyone that's listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, SoundCloud, wherever you may be listening to us from, the iHeartRadio app. You know, there's a lot of places where you can get this podcast right now, and I'm I'm appreciative. Um so we're going to keep doing things the way we've been doing them um if you're not familiar with the new format of the show i basically found a new uh, best friend which is the stereo app uh for live podcasting so what i do every week uh on a wednesday 8 p.m gmt i go on to stereo live i pick a guest at random and we have a conversation now we may start off i Okay, we always start off on a particular topic. Sometimes we stay on topic. Sometimes we go off topic and we end up talking about life. Um, This is one of those weeks where we started on topic and then went off topic and then came back on topic. Um, It's an interesting conversation. Uh, The guy that I was speaking to was a... What I'm saying was, is a comedian, uh, but also works in a hardware store. Um, and does a, a few other side gigs Very interesting conversation uh, Bear with him So, you know, like they say Not all um, not all disabilities or, or are visible So I believe this guy has a uh, speech impediment of some sort So he can appear as though he is drunk or slurring his words um you know so please bear with him um you know everyone deserves to be heard and and that's why i said to him in the conversation you'll hear the conversation anyway so i appreciate you tuning in i hope you enjoy the conversation and i'm going to leave it at that and uh, drop you into my conversation with out of order peace i will catch you at the back end. Yo. Yo, what's up? What's good, man? The weather. It's hot. Good weather. Good. Damn, where you at? I'm in Illinois. And you got good weather? Yeah. It's freaking yeah. 80 degrees. 80 degrees, man. You guys are lucky. We we ain't no 80 degrees out here. It's snowing well, down here. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. in the UK, so it's, it's snowing in the UK right now. Yeah, well, it's, it's snowing in New York on April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. April 1st. It's April Fool's Day, so it's snowed. It's snowed. 
Yeah, took everyone for a fool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo. So. Yeah. Let me let me let, let me ask you a question. Okay. I'm out here trying to I'm out here trying to figure something out. In your opinion, is chivalry dead? Chivalry uh, dead. Chivalry is never dead. Why do you say chivalry's that? Always, chivalry's always there. There's always someone with chivalry. You reckon? As long as, as, as there are old timers out there, there's always chivalry somewhere. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you see, see, there you go. You said, oh, you said old timers. So what? You reckon? You reckon these young young people don't? There's no chivalry amongst young people. Young men don't know how to be chivalrous. You reckon? Of course, because the language has changed. There's a, they don't use the word chivalry anymore. They probably use it <laughs> wait, word. Oh, wait, wait, you, you can't be chivalrous over Snapchat, right? <laughs> no. No, no. No chivalry over uh, or uh, what's that, or Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Slide, there's no chivalry when sliding into someone's DMs. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, fair point, fair point. So, you reckon um, you reckon the young ladies out here would recognize chivalry? A man being chivalrous towards them? Or do you, do you think that they would think that, that, that a guy being chivalrous is, out, is just strange? Yes, I do think so. You think they would be strange? Yes. Why? Because they, they don't have that word in their vocabulary. Because they don't have the words in their vocabulary. Yes, correct. Okay. Okay. That's um. And, and why do you think that is? Do you, do you blame? So I'm. I, let me put it this way. I'm forty. I'm 41 years old. So would you blame the generation? So I'm Generation X. I, I, would you blame Generation X for the death of chivalry? Did we not teach the next generation how to be chivalrous? Did we not set the example? Why do you think that the younger generation don't recognize chivalry and, and, and don't even have it in their vocabulary? Well, it just depends where they come from and where they're brought up and you know there's so many people that are brought up differently nowadays you know but as far as my uh my uh daughter she's pretty smart so she'll probably know what chivalry is but many people on different levels won't know what chivalry is if they're too much internet but as okay. far as if you so how old is your daughter? My daughter is uh, 20. Okay, so, okay, cool, cool. So she's, so she's in that generation. She's, she's at that point where she's probably getting ready. She's either dating already or at that point of dating. So yeah. do you think that she recognizes what um, 
chivalry because she's watched you as an example of how to treat a woman because they you know they say a woman learns how she shall be how she a woman learns how she will be treated by watching her father that's the common saying so do you think you set that example of to, for her to expect a man to be chivalrous towards her I have, I have no idea. <laughs> it, it's like it's like it could be up and down. I have no idea why my teacher thinks of me, but you know when I did comedy in front of her, then she knew a different part of me. But as far as that part, you know, it's like your daughter wants to do what you want to do. But as far as this time, we can't do it. But you know, I have one joke on my YouTube channel that she did a video on, but she didn't want me to show her voice. So I did it as on the floor. So therefore the joke is out there. But as far as her face, her face is on the camera. Okay. So, because, so let me put it this way. So I, I, I'm, you could, I guess I'd say I'm a fortunate man. I've got three daughters. So I, I'm, I, I'd say I'm, I'm blessed in that, in that sense. Um, yeah, I got, I got three. two daughters. So, oh, so you, you can, you can, you can feel what I'm, where I'm coming from. So for me, I've kind of tried to live an example for my girls by treating their mum the way that I would want a, a man to treat them i i try yeah. and set that example of what they should see at home how a man should speak to a woman um how a man should treat a woman how a man should um you know the sorts of things a man should do for a woman in terms of you know taking care of her providing for her being gentle being patient those kind of things now would i say that i'm a chivalrous guy um do I open so do I open the car door for my wife before she and let her get in and then walk around to my side? Um, I did it once and she thought it was strange, so I never did it again. <laughs> so um, so I don't know. Oh so I don't know because is that what? is that my can you still hear me? Wow. Yeah. Well, in so, that case, my yeah. daughter went. My daughter went out with this guy one time, and I saw he actually opened the door for my for my for my daughter. So that was interesting. So I guess he was shivering. But as far as you know, my daughter told me a story that she met this guy on Tinder or one of these dating apps. And he had posted won the lottery of this big lottery. And therefore, he was uh, going to give her $1 million if they won a third date. But as far as that, because I told two people at work about my daughter, she said not to tell anybody. She got pissed off at me, so therefore, she won't tell me anything else. And that for that relationship. So okay. therefore I'm left out of the dark. But I remember the guy 
he did open the door for her. So that was interesting. Okay, see, that's it. And that, that, yeah, that's an interesting, because I would say, now, hear me out on this one. I would say that that is something that's probably more common in the United States than it is in the UK. I might be wrong. I might be. I might just be speaking of my experience. But you, you know, I watch um, American movies, and the guys in the movies will walk around and open the door for the lady, and the lady's just standing there waiting for him to open the door. And that's not something that I see every day in the UK. It's not something yeah. that I see. Um, so, is it? Is it? The, is it a cultural thing? Is it that in American culture, it's normalized for a man to do these sorts of things? Or is it, you know, it's is probably something- the way, it, uh, way they're brought up. I have no idea. Because um, as far as when I, when, I, when I went out with the woman once in a while, I drove her. She opened the car to for her own self. I was probably yeah. too lazy to open the car door, but you know, I'm the one taking them out, so therefore, it's up to them to open. Yeah, I know. I just never, I just never, I just never thought about it. You know, you know, it's just one of those things. Well, that, you know, about, and that's my point. About, and that's my point. And that's my point. That is, you, is it is it wrong? Yeah. Is it wrong if you don't think about it because? I'm just saying it, it never crossed my mind to do it. It didn't mean that, um, you know, I did the other things like when we went out on a date, I paid the bill, I paid the bill for the meal. Um, she didn't, I, I didn't, she didn't spend money on anything. I paid for everything and I did all those kind of things, but I didn't, I didn't open the car door. I got, you know, when we got to the restaurant, I opened the door there and, and other things like that. So, you know, if, is there where do we what what defines chivalry how do we you know what what would you say is is being chivalrous towards a woman what would you say is is doing that um if you know back in the day a man would take his his coat off and put it over a puddle so the woman could walk over the walk over the puddle now, I, 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 don't, I don't know about that dog. <laughs> I don't know about me taking off, my, taking off my taking off my coat and freezing my nuts off for someone to walk over a puddle. Now, now is that is that a lack of chivalry? I, I don't think so. I mean, we 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 you can walk around the puddle. <laughs> like, damn it, the roads are dead. The, the the streets are paved. Walk walk around the puddle if there's a puddle. I'm not taking my coat off. Doesn't mean that I don't care. Doesn't mean that um, I'm being disrespectful. But um, you know, some people would say that 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 that's not chivalrous. I would disagree. Where would you stand on that point? Would you take your coat off today and put it over a puddle for a woman to walk over? No, my my coats are are nice because, as far as you know. Then, then you're left out of the coat. Then you could probably get cold or get get cold out. And and first of all, if you really do that, you have to beg for your coat to make sure it doesn't get dirty in your car. 
So, so that kind, that kind of thing is impossible to do because if you have your coat in the wet of the uh, of the water that's on the floor, then it's going to be required as dirty, and then can't use it anywhere. You have to have a spare coat in your in your ja- in your car or something. Because when that yeah. coat is wet. It's wet, and you're fucked up. You're fucked up for the day, unless you have a spare coat. So I don't think. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that you just. If you're not prepared, you know. Yeah, I don't walk around with a spare coat. I'll tell you that now. Yeah. I I got one coat, and that coat stays on my back. And plus, you don't know that a bum peed in that water, you too. You know, these bums could pee anywhere they want. I know. I know. I I know when I do DoorDash and when I did Uber and Lyft, sometimes there was no nowhere to pee. So guess what? I just peed outside. So you got to think about where that puddle is. And where that puddle has been, there yeah, could be gas. There could be water vapor. There could be all kinds of stuff in there. Could be some some drugs. You don't know. So you have to have a spare coat no matter where you go. Yeah, ain't, ain't no one putting no PP coat back on their back. That's that's for sure. So, okay. Okay, tell me, tell me, give me some insight. Let me, let me know what you think. Um, what's the most chivalrous thing that you have seen someone do for a woman? And, and wait a minute, wait. Oh, let me, let me, um, is it, is it wrong for a woman to do for a man as well? Can chivalry work the other way around too? Can a woman be chivalrous towards a man? Yeah, my my woman does does open the door for me sometimes. So yeah, yeah. But you know, you just you just want to be the first one there to open the door for her. But sometimes it could be that way around. You never know. She gets there before just, you. <laughs> It just depends how fast you walk and how fast she walks. If she walks faster than you and you're tired, it's up to her open the door. So, you know, it, it all depends on so many things, so many geographics, so much information. Yeah. If, if you're tired, you're not going to be able to do that. Uh, there's so many things to go on, you know. Yep. Yep, I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Okay, so uh let's uh let's switch let's switch this up. So what do you do? What, what, what do, do I do? You... For... Yeah, so you um do you are you a full time podcaster? Are you um 
I think it's, did it say, then, I'm sure your profile said you're a comedian or something. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian in something. <laughs> yeah, I'm a comedian. <laughs> you're a comedian. Okay. I'm a, I'm a comedian that works at a hardware store. Okay, okay. That's that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I like, I like and that. that. You know. And plus, and plus, I also so, deliver food. Or as far so, as I so call what? it, I call it drug running. I'm a <laughs> drug runner. <laughs> so what? What kind of um, what kind of comedy do you do? Uh busy uh, work, life, and wife. All right, I can get with that. Work, work, life. Those are my three. Those are my three topics. That's uh yeah, that sounds very much like my podcast. Yes, yes. I might I throw I throw kids into the mix as well, but <laughs> but um yeah, family, family, work, and and life. Yeah, like one time I was doing DoorDash, I delivered some food, and this beautiful young woman came out. I couldn't control myself. I I drooled on her bag of food. Hey, I, can, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't control myself. It just happened. It just you happened. Just, you just got you just got to spin that. It's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> I, I was so impressed when you opened the door. I couldn't stop myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, at least at least you didn't sneeze in her face when she opened the door. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least my at least my uh, my at least my allergy pill worked. You know, <laughs> it, it takes a while for my allergy pill to work, but right now I have a little. Name going on myself, but as far as it, I'm not sneezing yet. But the sneeze is going to come sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So, you, um, so, so do you do, um, do you do most of your comedy on, on YouTube, on, um, or do you do, Oh wait! No one's live gig. No one's doing any live gigs at the moment. But um, so yeah. So how how is this? How has the pandemic impacted your comedy? Well, I uh, well first of all, I've been just um, been on this app for uh, about about a month or so. So I've been working on my comedy on here, just just showing people that I could think of jokes every once in a while. Depend what people say to me, and like, uh, if people ask me if I'm drunk, I say, Is that a request? Is that a question or a request? <laughs> so, but therefore, they just pass me by, so uh, it's like, What the fuck? No, they don't I'm... get it. First of all, they have hey. to read my bio to know what I'm about. If they can't read my bio, 
or can't read, I'm sorry. Fuck you. Go to the next person. I don't give a shit. It's like there's hey. plenty of people who understand you if you're on the same wavelength as me and have that capability of hearing what I say, I try to speak as clearly as possible. If you can't understand me, then you're not fucking paying attention. Your mind is going 360 in a spinoff. If you're able to hear what I say, then you're a fucking moron. That's all. <laughs> right? Hey, am I uh, right? My, no, my yeah, right. Listen, I'm, you, give, you, you listen to everyone has got something to say. Everyone has. Um, I, I agree with you that there's a there is a level of impatience and, so, and, and, a, and a little bit of arrogance out there. People, you know, some people, some people like to pass other people by and not, and not give them time of day. Um, I like to listen to what everyone's got to say and everyone's got their way of saying what they need to say. So listen, I'm, I, I love, com I love comedy. I love talking to people. I love hearing what people have got to say. That's why I do what I do. So I'm always interested. So, you know, you you talk, then, you do your thing. Yeah, and, and certain people you get you do get a vibe from them, but sometimes they don't give you any information. So you have to say, "What the fuck? I'm gonna say something to me or what? Talk to me." This is app we talk to people. If you're not gonna talk to me, then fuck you and get off the fucking app. This app is yep, for talkers. Is if you're not a talker, yes. then get off the fucking app. If you're too young oh. to know what this app is for, then get off the fucking app. If you're on this is busy talking about games and stuff like that, then you can't talk in dialect, or say something smart, then go get off the fucking app. This app is for smart people that are are capable of having conversations. If you can have a conversation with me, get off the fucking app. That's all. <laughs> you you need you sound like you needed to get that off your chest. Yeah, yeah. Get off the fucking app. Get off the fucking app. What I'm saying, get off the fucking app. So what why why do you reckon they say they can't comprehend what you say? Well, first of all, they they can't comprehend what I say because their mind is working too fast. Their mind is saying, uh, working 360. So they're able to understand what I'm saying and don't know if people are physically handicapped or what. They think they're drunk. So therefore, they won't give me a chance. No, that's, that's just, that's ignorant. Yeah, that's ignorant. That's ignorant. So that's why, that's why I have to deal with. So I got you and you're the, you're the first. You're the first person that I talked to today for about a half hour or more. Because as far as people don't, I put in 
what you put in. If you don't put in, I can't put out. It's like a relationship. Either you got something going or you don't, right? Yep. So I, I would say it like, I would always say it like this. Um, look, this world is a place where you are going to meet people from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different experiences, but everyone's reality is their reality and everyone's reality is true. What they experience may not be the same as you, but that doesn't mean you need to treat them any differently. Um, someone, you know, I, I get really pissed off by people that judge people based on appearance or um, just without even giving them a chance to get to know them. So you will never find me dialing off someone or switching to someone else because um, someone doesn't sound like me or doesn't talk the way that I talk or whatever, because at the end of the day, I don't know your life experience, but hey, I'm a talker, so I'm here to find out. I'm here to, I'm here to get to know people. I'm here to find out people's stories. That's the beauty of, of an act like this. You can have open conversation with people from anywhere in the world and get to know people's stories. And you can yes. talk about, you can talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about. And you know, feel free to to, to just be you. Don't ever let no one judge you because you don't sound like them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm my, I'm so, my own person. I'm 48 years old. I know what I want. I know what I want to speak to on this app and ask people questions, answer them as well. And I answer them in less than two minutes. What more do you want? Okay, fire some questions at me. What, 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 what questions do you have for me? It's hard for me to answer questions. No, ask questions. Um, where are you from? I'm from the UK. I'm from I'm from England. Yeah. What parts? So I'm from originally from London, but right now I live in the Midlands. Yeah. So is that the countryside? Uh, is that the countryside? Country? Yeah, kind kinda. It's kinda like so. Um, I kind of lived in, I've, for the last few years, I've lived in major cities. Now I've moved to a small town. Um, I've moved to a small town. It's a diff completely different experience, different vibe. Um, it's definitely challenging my, um, how do I put this? There is a lack of diversity where I live now. And being someone of color, it's... It's weird. It's weird to me. I live, I'm used to being the only person of color in my workplace and things like that because um, I guess I work, in, I work in environments where there aren't many people of color. Maybe they don't, the opportunity, they don't get the same, they don't really get the opportunities and stuff like that. But I've never really had to cope with dealing, living in an area where there were very little people of color. Now I do. And it's a bit strange because I'm more conscious of the funny looks that people give me and the 
you know, the, the, the awkward, the awkward stares from people and things like that. Do you work with, do you work with females too? Yeah, I work, I work, uh, male, female. Yeah. It's, um, at the moment I'm lucky cause I'm, I'm working from home. So the only people, the only people I see are my, my wife and kids. Well, actually I see some people on video call, but, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's definitely, it's definitely a change to what I used to do. I used to be driving all over the country all, all the time and working in different locations and staying in hotels and basically yeah. living out of a bag. But now I get to, I get to do the same thing, but from, from the comfort of my house. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Has your life changed or no? Um, I would say the pandemic has definitely changed my life in uh, a positive way. And people find that strange when I say that the pandemic has changed my life in a positive way, because I know it's impacted so many people negatively. But for me, the opportunity that it's given me is more time to be with my family uh, because I spend less time traveling. I spend less time on the road. It's made me focus on the things in life that are more important. So I, I, I don't need, I don't need fancy cars or anything like that because when this happened, I realized that, Hey, every, you got a fancy car, but it's just sitting on the driveway. Yeah. So all the things, all the things in life that we used to chase because as a being in a capitalist society, that's what we do. They suddenly became less important. And my focus became more on, well, how do I make a, how do I leave a positive impact on people? How do I, how do I make sure that, um, I leave some kind of lasting legacy on the people that I come into contact with? How do I leave, a, make sure that I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a blessing to people's lives rather than just being someone that passed through their lives. And that, and with that, it kind of made me think, um, it made me refocus. It made definitely made me refocus on what was important in life. Yeah. Yeah, you know, all this stuff is changing people's lives forever. Like with the wearing mask yeah. or not mask. And it's like a pain they ass breathing because some of us breathe with the mask. Sure. You know, some of them are sick already, some of them are home. Who doesn't they just stay home. So so how how is it? Um, so what's it like in Illinois at the moment? With the um, and what part of Illinois are you in? I'm in the I'm in the suburbs. Oh, the you're suburbs. in the suburbs. Okay. Burbs. So as far as okay. me, I'm I'm working in my hardware store. So still full time, making forty five hours a week or forty two hours a week. And then I do wow. DoorDash on the side. So I make like 300 to, or 250 to $300 a week 
doing that at nighttime and doing the weekends. Wow. So, so wow. my so, life has <laughs> my life hasn't changed much, but you know my daughter's my daughter's doing uh dating. She's doing school on her own, and she's doing other stuff as far as working. But you know. Everything hasn't really changed for me, but you know, we still make money and all that stuff. So that's yeah. what's good. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Oh, we got some. Uh, let's see what we what we we got some. Oh, shout out to uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. The Dy Daily. What they do, bro? I see you. We are chilled, bad boy stereo. Let's go. Okay. We, we, I am we fucking crazy. I'm fucking crazy. I'm fucking crazy. I'm fucking crazy. And we don't need to listen to that. And mums do get annoying on your back. Because that's wash. My mum. And goodbye to that as well. So, uh, yeah. So, um, sorry, what was it? So you were saying you do DoorDash. What now? Now this is interesting because what I've, what I heard, what I've noticed is that um, a lot of a lot of guys in the states tend to work about two to three jobs. Yes, and um, I find that super interesting. That, that you. Know. Well, how did do you, you find do you... time? How did you find time yeah. to balance that and life? Yeah, you just uh, you just live in the moment. You have to make sure you do what you, you have to do in the morning. Like right now, my daughter is home from school, but she goes to school tomorrow full time, and I go work full time. So I, my wife works works her job too in the morning, and then we drive my daughter. To dance class at night time sometimes, you know it just it just you have, we have to balance out stuff. And my big daughter has stuff to do, so she's always busy with her stuff. She comes home once in a while, and she goes home and sleeps. You know she we have our own stuff to do, so everybody has your own schedule. No matter yeah. the pandemic is. There's still a schedule. We still work. Yeah. We do make money. We don't let we don't let this COVID business bother us. You know, yeah. you just have yeah. to. You just have to pretend certain stuff you can do and certain stuff you will do. So that's just the way yeah. it goes. That a way life goes. You just have to make it work. If it doesn't work for you. Then you're not living life. That's all. So let me ask you a question then. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you been married? 21 years. 21 oh, okay. years. That's, that's dope. I wish uh, I, I can't see. I wish I could, I could, I could give a, I could give you a little hand clap to, cause that's an achievement. That's definitely an achievement. Um, what would you say has been the what's the secret to the success of your marriage? Uh, I don't know. There's no secret. They're just uh, 
just trying to entire each other, trying to make things work, trying to just uh, remember what your needs are, remember what your needs are, and just leave shit alone. If you if you get in lots of shit with her, just leave her alone, leave her alone. Let her do what she needs yeah. to do, and you do what you need to do, and we don't, we don't see each other that often unless we watch a TV program together and one watch Netflix together. So that's our time, our time to be. And now, now our kids are upstairs watching TV on their phone. So we have our together time. So that's cool. And if she wants to watch TV, I let her watch TV because upstairs, I, we used to have cable upstairs and DVR upstairs. Do you know what DVR is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what DVR is. Yeah. So, so now I got rid of my DVR and got Netflix. So it just, it just more or less things to worry about because once I DV, once you get their DVR full of stuff, you you watch it for hours. But now, since we have Netflix, you watch it a little bit now and watch it a little bit later and don't have to worry about, I'm going to run out of space, I'm going to run out of space. So I took that yeah. out of my schedule, took that out of my schedule, and now I have more time to do other stuff. Yeah. So no yeah. more DV, no more DVR for us. If you got, if you got a program that you're watching, you watch on Netflix or you watch on demand so you don't waste time stop wasting time yeah. with all these programs you watch certain programs at certain times and there you go you got your DVR you got your Netflix or de- demand that's all yeah and yeah. therefore you get spend it with your wife if she wants to watch a program with you or you want to watch a program with her? That's your that's your spare time you spend with her. Yeah, yo, yo, shout so out to Big Speaker. Yeah, so that yeah, so that's how that's how it works. So if you able to make it work that way, that's how it works. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's cool. I hear that. I hear that. I mean, I I think. So many people out here looking for a secret formula to how to make a relationship work. Um, and that was what made me pose the question about chivalry. Um, you know, for me, I've been, I've, I've been married, what, uh, going on 18 years. I've been married 18 years. I've been with, yeah, probably been, been with my wife 24 years. So... You know, people always ask me, how have you guys, how have you guys lasted the test of time? How have you done this? And I'm, you know, I don't, I don't lie to anyone. I'm not, I'm not out here saying that it was an easy journey or an easy road. Um, marriage is, if marriage is easy, then you need to check. Why is there divorce? Why is there divorce? That's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I, it. You marriage you marriage know, is not easy. You know him. In my life lesson, I made this joke. This joke is for real. 
In 20 years of marriage, I finally realized nowadays it's cheaper to buy a new mattress and going through divorce. So I got the new mattress instead, and that feels good. Yep. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yep. No, that's that is real. That is real. It's um, it's it's crazy because yeah, divorce rates are high. People people don't know how to stick it out. People don't know how to how to survive relationships and survive yeah. marriage. Yeah. Um, we went, we went, we went through therapy for a couple months, but she just blamed the shit on me. So as far as it, we went to therapy and uh, did nothing, but we just made it work out. And you know, she, she got in trouble. She lost her job. So therefore we even stuff out, we even stuff out and that's how it works. But for right now. My kids are grown up, so I, I tell them to do dishes sometimes. I do dishes at least once a week or so, but, you know, if I see dishes there and I'm in the mood to do them, I do them, unless my wife is watching TV and made some for me to eat it. But then I always try to figure out if she's watching something that I'm not really interested in, I'll go do the dishes. That's all. Yeah, you just, just you find you find balance. Yeah, yeah. You find but balance. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I, I watch what you watches and uh, and you know I just stick with it and uh, have my kid do it in the morning. Or if she doesn't do it, if the dishes are still there when I get home, I do it. But you just yeah. I realize. If there are dishes in the dish, if there are dishes in the sink, you gotta do it. You gotta do it, or ask your daughter to do it. If she doesn't, if 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 she has nothing to do that night, have your daughter do it, and should do you that favor. See, you make an interesting point here because one of the biggest things that cause a lot of. Um, Arguments in relationships are basic household chores. You know, um, sometimes a lot of people feel they're being taken advantage of by their partners because, oh, he never does the dishes or she never does the dishes or she never puts gas in the car and I've always got to put gas in the car. Or, or you know, he never, he never vacuums the house. I've got to do all the vacuuming or... He never helps with the kids or she never helps with the kids. It's always the, the little things. It's never a big ticket item that, that causes the strain or the stress in a relationship. It's always something small. And these small little things start, I guess they create these um, pressure cooker situations where you've got one thing that starts up and then suddenly she gets irritated or he gets irritated by another thing. So you start to pile on the lip, the little things start to pile on top of each other till it becomes a big thing. And then all of a sudden people are saying, well, we have differences that we can't get over. And that's the end of the relationship. It's, it's never usually, it's very, it's very rare that you find it's a big thing 
that causes people to grow apart or relationships to break up. It always tends to be the smaller little things that add up. And if you don't find a rhythm early on, or if you don't, if you don't work to find a rhythm to say, hey, okay, I know that you don't like doing dishes, so I'll do the dishes. I know you don't like, um, you never remember to put gas in the car, so I'll always put the gas in the car. You know what I mean? If you don't find your rhythm and find a way of working together, then there's no way of surviving. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way life is. You have to yeah. have the, you have to work out together. And if you can't work out together, you might well just think of other stuff to do. And if you think of other stuff to do, like in, in a few months ago, uh, a few years ago, my my wife was very pissed off. She says, I don't have sex with you anymore. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I want to move out. I'm like, oh, I was surprised by that. I'm like, how am I going to survive without her? I need her for my survival. I need her to live in my condo, which I am now. I don't want to have my kids live somewhere else and be with me. And how can I afford a place without my wife? So... Therefore, we had to sometimes stick out, and therefore we did, and we worked our way through with a little bit of therapy that didn't really help, but, you know, we just had to work out. That's all. You just got to work things out, and that's why I made that joke. At that time, I was doing comedy and uh, had jokes for my wife all the time, and that was my latest joke. It's cheaper enough to yeah. buy a new mattress than going through divorce. So don't do the divorce. Buy the new mattress. That's more interesting. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> but but when, I, but when Sorry, I did lift ahead. one Yeah, when I did lift one day, I told this guy this joke. And sure enough, he got the new mattress. But it didn't work out for him. So guess where I was taking him? Where? I was taking him to a strip joint so he could see his girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, so I, I told, I told him that, I told him that story before he told me his story. So quite, quite like fits any way you can, but you know, I was smart enough. I got the new mattress, and boy, my relationship worked out. I'm like, and he's going to the strip club to visit his girlfriend. So, you know, it works either way. But, you know, I took my path. He took his path. Everybody yeah. had their own path. So, therefore, yeah, it works, it works both ways. But, you know, you have to take the right path, which I did. I did the right path, and that's how it works. Yeah, no, I hear you. But remember, every once in a while, you have to get your fix. So you got to take your fix somewhere and uh, deal with it. So that's how I deal with it. So I get my fix with other people, and that's how I deal with it. And that's how comedy works with me, too. So that's how you deal with it. You tell jokes 
upon what you're learning in life and just make it a joke and tell anybody. But everybody thinks it's a joke, but as far as real life, got to make it as real as you can so people relate to it. That's all. What what they say, they say comedy is therapy, right? So, you know, yeah. that's... Uh, yeah, let's let's see. We go, we go. Let's see what comment we got. Chivalry is dead. Feminism killed it. Okay, Juan. Juan <laughs> says Juan says chivalry is dead. Juan, elab- elaborate on that, bro. Tell us, tell us, give us a bit more detail why you feel chivalry is dead. Um, but yeah, com- to me, comedy comedy is definitely. Um, therapy because when you get on you know for a joke to have a good punchline it has to let me let me rethink what I want to say I think for some of the topics the topics that you talk about when when in comedy for them to resonate with people they have to come from a place a real place they have to come from real experience. Yeah. You know. Like, like every joke that I make up is from experience that I experienced at work, experienced at home, or with my wife. That's how it comes. That's no yeah. that that's no magic there. It just if you can make it into a joke, you're pretty special. So that's where I get my Originality from from making things special and turning them into wherever I can, and that's what's doing comedy. Take whatever you can from work, home, and life, and spin it around. Yeah. No, that's that's a that's a good message. That's a good message. So I I I I feel that. I definitely feel what you what you're saying there. Uh, what's up to Kashmir? Who's just uh, listening in? What's going on? Um. So, oh man, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. So, well, yeah, I was I was gonna dump, I was gonna circle back to something that you said. So you said, um, you know, everyone's got to get their fix. What do you mean? I was supposed to ask you when you said it, and 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 I missed out. So, what what did you mean by um, you know when you say everybody's supposed to get their fix? Well, you know, there's certain times in life that your life is not working correctly, so you gotta get your fix somewhere else besides your wife. So, therefore, you always have to have a girl on the side or have. Have a girl that you go to and enjoy stuff with on your own for a few minutes or a half hour or so. You know, like hookers or call girls or escorts. Don't you think that's a don't don't you think that's a dangerous move? No. I I be I not I I no, I I well first of all you gotta Find that special person. If you find that special person and she's okay with it, and I do, I do have a tendency 
you find the right person and uh, hang out with her and talk to her for a while. And, you know, if you find connection, that's cool. But if you don't, it's just for a half hour, 45 minutes, it's cool, you know. That's what their okay. job is. That's what their job so, is. My job is doing other stuff and doing comedy and making things work. And if, it, if nothing works out for my wife or she's busy or she's not able to do what she is. And, uh, you know, you just have to get your fix. So instead of turning to drugs, you turn to women. That's all. But that's, that's your natural fix. No drugs, so, no, no alcohol, just a fix on a woman. That's all. Once in a while, so, it's good. So, here, so here's a killer question. Yes. Is, is it okay if a woman goes out to get her fix as well? If she needs to, but as far as me, I'm able to give her anything she wants. But if she doesn't want me at that time, or or a long period of time, you just gotta do it. Like recently, we just uh, did whatever we need to do. But as far as you know, she hasn't seen doctor in about three or four years. And then all of a sudden she doesn't feel like doing it. And all of a sudden we do it a few few weeks ago. And for some reason it doesn't feel good for her as it does for me. So therefore something's wrong with her. But she doesn't want to have a go see a doctor. She can have a yeast infection. Who knows? Her her health is her body. If she doesn't wanna see what's wrong with her body and go to the doctor, that's her problem. But as far as her problem, she has to deal with it. Either she deals with it or get it fixed. But she doesn't want to get it fixed, so she doesn't see the problem. And then she, therefore, she doesn't want to go to the doctor. But So that's her problem, not mine. So if she doesn't want to get her fixed, then I, I can't deal with it. So therefore, I got to do what I have to do. And plus, I don't want to see a girl at work. Because who's going to... Because if that girl at work turns into me girlfriend, how is it going to work with me and my wife? I don't know. I'd rather don't yeah. mess with anybody at work. Just talk to them and have fun with them at work. And that's it. It's like a, it's oh. like a mind fuck. It's like a mind fuck. You gotta, me you gotta mess with your head a little bit to get your fix too. There's girls. So, there's certain girls. There's certain girls at work that I get along with, and also talk with them with, and talk to them on different levels. But they know it's only a game. So you gotta play that game sometimes to it work. But then at home, you just got to realize you're home. You so would you, 
Would you say that it's more of a, you're just getting a physical fix? Or is it, you know, is that why? And um, how, 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 do, how do I put this? Is that why you, so do you only get your fix from uh, escorts and, and ladies like that? Or, you know, or do you, you know, do you pick women up in a bar or, you know, would you pick up a woman after your comedy show, but it's, it's just a one night stand? Is it just for the physical fix or, and you avoid making emotional connections? Well, first of all, I never done that in comedy. I always had, you always think of friends doing comedy and you always, because once you're done with your, once, once you're done with your stuff, you just go, maybe. But as far as I haven't met anybody who intrigued by my comedy yet and give me, give me a quick feel. But as far as that, you know, I don't get the energy. Once I do my stuff, I get a clap of applause and, and maybe go home or maybe just go do another show somewhere else. But usually when I'm done, I usually just go home. Because usually I'm yeah. just, uh, I'm usually the last one or usually the latest one. So usually, because I got work in the morning, you spend a certain amount of time there and talk to people sometimes. Or because they're doing comedy, you just pay attention to whatever your, your co-hosts are doing or whatever your other comics are doing. And then yeah. you go home, that's all. Yeah, but that's the way stuff oh. is. You're friendly oh. with people when you do comedy with, and then you just go home. But there's certain people that I feel they want to do something, but but because you're you you want to go out, you just want to leave. But you know, I'm I'm just you know it just uh what do you call those relationships? Those uh. Ah, I, I forgot. Potomac. Potomac? Is that the yeah. word? Potomac? Platonic, yeah. Platonic. Yeah, platonic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you just go on your way and go home. Once you do your set, you do the best job you can be. And if people appreciate it, you leave. That's all. And then you go next time and make it even better. You just make it. You just do whatever you can do and uh, make sure nothing bothers you. That's all. And usually yeah. I just hang out and no one's willing to talk to me anyway. Everybody's in their own world. If, they, if they're with someone, they're with someone. If if they want to ask you a question, you answer the question and then uh, go on with your life. That's all. You do your comedy, you... Get your fame and fortune for five minutes or six minutes and go on your way home. Until you do a good job and then you just get that feeling out of your system. That's all. And then yeah. as far as the work, I get to back to work. I say, oh, I did such a good job yesterday. This junk worked so good. And then, uh, you know, I work in a hardware store. So I'm out working hard all the time so therefore I do t tell people 
how I did, I had fun with it, and that's the way it is. So. Yeah. I hear you. Well, bro, I'm about to wrap this show up. So, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me uh, and allowing me to get to know you. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely... I'm, I'm following you, um, and I, I'll see you around on uh, on stereo. Yeah. Well, thanks for the first date. I feel like <laughs> this is a da dating app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you 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 picking up the tab? I will if you put out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> all right, well, well, I guess we're going 50 50 then. <laughs> okay. Hey, do, right, do, 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 do you know what's funny about this app? When you, when, you, when you hear more than two people on their side of the phone, I always say, Are we having a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> oh then, man, yeah. But but then people just just don't think about that. I'm like they they don't pass me by. I'm like I'm a comedian. I'm sorry. I'm a sport make comedy. If you get if you okay, take a joke and fuck you, fuck you, hey. fuck you. Hey, I, yeah. Do your do your comedy thing. Don't don't ever stop. Do your comedy thing. That's, yeah, that's I know. Funny. I. I know I'm doing this at full force, full force. If people can't take it, I'm sorry. You don't belong on the app. The app is supposed to be fun, supposed <laughs> to be social. People are anti-social at work. So to be on this app, you gotta perform. You gotta be like a porno star. You gotta put out. As long as you, as long as you put out, other people put out too, and then you have sexual relations on the app, and get a stereo as your drug. My stereo <laughs> is my drug. Yeah, I get high here. There's nobody around oh, my car, but I do get high on stereo. Yeah, get your fix on hey. stereo. That's the way you do, man. Get your fix on stereo for real. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to see you around, bro. Okay. See ya. Have a good day. Peace. Enjoy. You too. Take Peace. care. Over now. Yeah, you too. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Uh, oh. So that was my conversation this week on stereo. As I said, it was an interesting one that jumped in and out of topics. But, um, you know, just just to touch on something. Um, one of the things I'm really passionate about is relationships, marriage, um, just the interaction between men and women. And one thing I did take away from this com conversation was just how the little things escalated and caused a divide. Now, he, I, I get it that he says that they are work, making it work. But to me, um, I still don't see that as making it work, personally. Um, 
because you live in you're in the same house but live in live in separate lives. When I say make it work, I mean you do the work. Making it work means doing the work to learn to communicate, to learn to to relate to each other, to learn to understand each other's perception, to un, to learn to appreciate each other's individuality but to come together as a couple to form a single unit because you know the bible says for when a man finds a woman he finds a good thing and it also says a man leaves his mother and father to be joined to his wife and the two shall become one so you are supposed to be you are supposed to be coming together as a single unit you're supposed to stand strong together if you live in two separate lives then you know you're not really living or enjoying marriage to its fullest um and that's and that's i say that with no judgment on anyone because like i said i've never i haven't walked a day in his shoes or his wife's shoes so i have i'm not in no position to judge them um i'm just giving my opinion on the situation that you know sometimes it may be if doing the work to me means really trying to find a way to come back together um and you know i hope i really do hope that they find true happiness i really do hope that they find peace um i hope to a le- that there's a level of reconciliation where you know they can truly appreciate each other whether that's mentally physically spiritually whatever let i hope that there's a level of rekindling what they may have lost um it's it's always it's always really sad when you hear about relationships where people have been together for so long and they do the whole thing of raising the family they got the kids but they've lost each other and it's something that i see so often i mean there are so many people out here that once the kids come along they forget that they were a couple before the kids the kids suddenly have priority over everything and that's not me saying that your kids aren't important because i'll be damned if i put um anyone out there before my kids but also mine and my wife's relationship is part of protecting our kids if our relationship isn't strong then what example are we setting to our children um or setting for our children excuse me so to me by protecting our relationship or by, by doing the work and putting the effort into our rela- relationship i'm setting my kids up with a good example of what good marriage and good relationships look like that's my goal to teach them how to interact with their future spouse to teach them how to communicate with their future spouse to teach them how to be vulnerable to their future spouse to teach them how to be open trusting transparent loyal faithful all those things that's what i want to impart to them and not to impart to them just for the sake of it i want to impart it 
it from a biblical perspective. I want to teach them what God's biblical perspective of marriage was. So that also comes with ensuring that we have family time together in worship, in prayer, in, and cl- that closeness with God and helping them to learn to commune with God. Now, these are my important things. That's the daily perspective. That's our outlook. That's our vision. That's our view. Now, you might have a different one, but what what I encourage you to do is to, to do the work. Whatever the work may look like for you, do the work and make sure you invest in your relationship. Anyway, I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to this week's episode. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope you've taken something away from it. Um, you can always keep up with me on Instagram at dydaily. Keep up with the Daily Perspective ne- Network at dp underscore network on Instagram. You can keep up with the Daily Perspective on Facebook um, at Daily Perspective Network. You can keep up with um, me on Twitter at dydaily on Twitter. You can email me david at dailyperspective.co.uk. Check out the blogs on. David at sorry nah, that's not what it is check out the blogs www.dailyperspective.co.uk and as per usual I will be back next week on stereo live at 8 p.m on a Wednesday um, I did it a bit early this week to be fair I did it on Tuesday this week but back to the normal schedule programming next week 8 p.m GMT on stereo look out for me get involved listen to the conversation and as usual you can get the daily perspective on spotify podcast google podcast breaker or wherever you get your podcast from see you next week i'm out